You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. Now we're continuing our series on the Holy Spirit and it's who is he? What's he like? What does he do? And before I launch into sort of do a little bit of teaching bit on it, and then hopefully some sort of practical outworking, working on the water job, God gave me a word. And there were two ladies earlier, one is still in the room, that were wearing orange. And God gave me a word and he said, tell a lady wearing orange that I keep my promises. I've written it down. Actually, they've got my copy of notes at the back and I was going to do that later. But actually, it's just the right thing to start off with. That is a word from God for you. There's a lady over there in orange. Wasn't sure whether it was yellow or orange. I'll take it as orange. Judy earlier was wearing a a little jacket over an orange T-shirt. That is basically prophecy. It's bringing a word from God in season that encourages, strengthens and comforts. And it's in love. Okay, so I started with that because God gave it to me. And I looked around at one point and I'm thinking there's nobody. I see a little bit of orange over there as well, part of a top. And I'm thinking, and at the back, James. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. Lord, why couldn't you have said somebody in blue or yellow? Because that's quite a common colour. But it was specifically orange and it was like, God, I have to trust in you. That came through today from Mary. So I trusted in him. And then lo and behold, the people came in that he wanted to speak to. Okay, so that's part of what the Holy Spirit does. Who he is, what he's like, and what he does, he speaks to us. In the Old Testament, Joel 2 verse 28, it's a promise. God promised to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. So it's not just something that happens, it's something that God has promised and he keeps his promises. And in John 16, verse 7, Jesus said that he had to go back to heaven for our good so that the Holy Spirit would come. And that Holy Spirit is referred to in different versions as being the advocate. He stands up for us. He pleads our cause, the helper. He's here to help us. The comforter, when things perhaps aren't going as well or we've got grief or things, we're down, he'll comfort us the intercessor. Jesus is in heaven right now praying for us. He intercedes for us. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. It stands in our place and asks God for the blessings. The Holy Spirit is our counsellor. It guides us. And sometimes sort of, I know the Holy Spirit and I'm thinking, is that me, God, or is that you? And it becomes that walk of trust. And the more you get to know Jesus and you have that relationship with Jesus and you know God as your father, it guides you, it counsels you, it strengthens you. It says, when you're weak, I'm strong. If I'm feeling weak and I'm thinking, oh boy, I can't do this. I'm strong in him. I have to be strong in him. Otherwise I wouldn't be here. So if God and Jesus thought that we needed the Holy Spirit, oh boy, we do. Thank you, Lord. So we started looking at the gifts of the Spirit, and today we're looking specifically at prophecy. And you know, the kingdom of God on earth 
is here not just for us and for our benefit, but it's here to build God's kingdom, an eternal kingdom. And he gives us those giftings to build up the kingdom of God for the common good, for the body, for the church. In Corinthians 7 to 11, it says, now to each one, that's everybody that's in the kingdom of heaven that knows Jesus as their savior, the manifestation of the spirit is given. It's not an option necessarily. It's not dependent on how well you behave in your first year as a Christian. And it's like, I'll give you this as a reward. Yeah. He gives it to us freely. And the spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given the spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each as he determines. Lots of giftings there which are to build up the body, to build up and further God's eternal kingdom. And it's as God determines. Okay. So although we are united as a body, the body of Christ, we are different. We have different giftings, but they are all for the goodness of the body, for the development of the kingdom, and we belong to each other. That could be, ooh, I think, you know, I think God wants to take us more on that one. In Romans 12, verses 4 to 10, it says, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body, the church. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach them well. If your gift is to encourage others, that's come up today, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, Take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to other, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Not superficially, not just because you want them in the kingdom. That's not gonna go very far. Really love them unconditionally. It's a bird that just flew into the window. Um, fine. Um, dove of peace. Um, so really love them just because of who they are, as Jesus loved us first, just because of who I was. Not because he wanted me to become a Christian. He already knew my destiny because he partly created it. But he loved me first for who I was and what he could see I was going to be unconditionally. And that's what we're called to do with the world, love them unconditionally and within the church. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. So we talk about the Holy Spirit, 
what he does, who he is. We talk about the gifts and it is all underpinned as love. Love is that foundation. Love is underneath it and through it, just as God's love is throughout the whole of eternity. So we are to play our part. And we might think, what has God given me to do? What are my giftings? In 1 Peter 4, it says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. Be wise with it, use it well, use it sensibly. Okay? If you don't know what your gifting is, if you don't know what your skills are, ask somebody. If you're in a house group, ask people in your house group. Maybe ask the people you came with. Or maybe if you've never been before, hang around and just say, I'm a little bit curious on this. I'm not sure what the skills are, but you know what? Sometimes it might just be what you're naturally good at, because that's how God's made you. To be friendly, to help, to serve, to care, to lead. But the gifts are linked with love. And in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, it says, pursue love. It doesn't say pursue the spirit, because the spirit's involved in the love. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Often, as a young Christian, and I've been like this, you go chasing after the glitz and the glamour, and you think, well, I want to be this, I want to be doing that. But the bottom line is, it's love underneath it all. I remember um, having a really early discussion with Tony and some other Christians about what's greater, gift or character. Of course, everybody, oh, it's gift. Need to do this, but actually, you know, it's character. It's that love, it's that wisdom, it's that knowing how to use it. But actually the two go together. I can't really do the one without the other. If I haven't got love, I'm an empty gong. Make my, might make a noise, but it doesn't sound very good. Something for us to think about. So we're encouraged to want to prophesy, to build up the body. Some put it as, in verse 14, follow the way of love. That's the first place to step. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit especially prophecy. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, encouragement and comfort. It's not to pull people down. It's not to convict. Might condemn, might be something in their heart and they just say, oh yeah, okay, might just be something. But it's to strengthen, to strengthen the body, to encourage us and comfort us. In another version, it says, let love be your greatest aim. Do you know what? I can do that. We can all do that. And then guess what? The gifts will flow. The spirit will flow. It's like, wow. Sometimes it's like so easy and we forget it. We make it quite complicated. The greatest aim be love. Nevertheless, ask also for the special abilities the Holy Spirit gives, especially the gift of prophecy, being able to preach the messages of God messages of God. God loves you. He loves you. He loves me unconditionally. And he let Jesus die to restore us into that relationship with him. That's the message of God. That's the truth. 
So I see prophecy as being rooted in love. It grows out of love. And I thought of that scripture from Ephesians 3, verse 16. And it says that he, God, would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. At a very heart, in our very core, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. If we haven't got God, Christ, dwelling in our hearts by faith, with that love that grows, we are in a clanging symbol. But that you, that's us, that's me, that's you, rooted and grounded in love. Now just see it like a tree. So that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. We're talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. We're talking about who he is, what he does, his gifts. If we are not rooted and grounded in the love of God, then it's not going to come out. It's not going to have a branch that bears much fruit, much evidence to the world. If we are not rooted and grounded in his love, to let it come out and grow and produce a, an amazing, there's a tree out there, an amazing tree for the world to see. Filled the fullness and then the gifts will flow. And I just really sense that as I was preparing this, that God wants to take us to a new level in fellowship. There's a little slide, I don't know whether you've already seen it, and it's the being about rooted and grounded in love. I think it might, might come up. But I just see it as the roots of the tree. They are in good soil. This church, CLC, is good soil. But we have to be prepared as roots to go down deep and close in order to feed the tree that the world will see in order to feed the visible church of Christ that is an eternal kingdom, that God wants to reach Hereford with, that he wants to reach Leominster with, that he wants to reach Ross and Ledbury with, and the rest of the world. Grounded and rooted in love, but closely knit, working together. And there's a word um, about Holy Spirit fellowship. There is a fellowship, a friendship, a relationship you can only have with other Christians because it is spiritual. And it's called koinonia. I might not have even said it right. K-O-I-N-O-N-I. Koinonia. Touching each other's lives, mingling together. It gives a spiritual dynamic, a richness, a quality of life that cannot be in any other human relationship because it has God's Holy Spirit working through it with love, in good soil. So I believe that God wants to work that into our spirits and our hearts, that we not only belong to him, but we do belong to each other. That responsibility, that closeness, 
we have a joint responsibility to see this church and the churches of Hereford and the churches of this county and this nation to rise up, to grow up, to be on display for the splendor of God. Not for our glory, but it's for God's glory, his splendor displayed. So we belong to him and to each other, to build each other up. And I think since COVID, I think we've lost some of that fellowship. And if you're listening online, love you. Audrey and Ray, I know you're online and you haven't been well. Sending you a hug. And if you can't be here, try and get here. I know sometimes we can't, but it's all part of being God's church together. Belonging. So the church is the body of Christ demonstrating his kingdom. Not just a Sunday meeting here. If we're expecting God's gifts and spirit to flow here, we're limiting God. We're limiting his best. They flow when we're together anywhere, outside having coffee, meeting in town for coffee, having a dinner together, meeting someone and you bump in for shopping and you have a little chat, you find out something's wrong, you just stand and pray. Might look a bit strange to people. Do you know what? Ask that. Because the being together, that belonging and helping each other is important. That's what the world needs. So it's like roots. Not necessarily seen, but drawing strength from the same source and close and going deeper. Growing into a fullness that displays the gifts and displays the glory of God. Amen? been very quiet so far and then of course it brings me on to when the Holy Spirit first came we then have the fellowship of believers and in Acts 2 after the Holy Spirit has just come those tongues of fire the wrestling wind and it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Wow. Grounded, rooted in love. All the believers were together and had everything in common. This gets a bit challenging now. They sold property and possessions to give anyone, to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together, every day, not just Sunday, every day, doesn't matter where. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour. And you know what? The Lord, not the people, the Lord added to their number daily, those who were being saved. We haven't got to go out and do masses and masses. We have to be the people of God that he has called us to be together. Rooted, grounded in love. Belonging to the body, belonging to God, belonging to each other. But the basis is love. Amen? Okay, cool. There we go. Doing all right so far. And I've just written there. Wow. Do you know what? That is revival. That's what we've been praying for. 
And sometimes we see it as so complicated, so difficult, and I haven't got all the answers. We see in part, we know in part, but I know that God does. So in other words, simply put, love the Lord your God, love others, as it's put in Matthew, and also in Mark. And when we really start to seek that first, we'll be filled with the fullness and the gifts will flow. So prophecy comes from my relationship with my father. Prophecy not comes from my thinking. I sometimes think that gets in the way. The gift of prophecy comes from knowing my father's heart and his heart for me and his heart for other people. And sometimes it's really hard to do it for people you know because you think, oh, my head's going to get in the way, or I sort of know, know a bit about them. Is that me? Is that God? So sometimes that's just a little harder to do that. But it comes from a relationship with God, our relationship with God. So I'm just very briefly going to recap. God promised to pour out the Holy Spirit. It's his promise. He keeps his promise. If you haven't got the Holy Spirit, just ask today. Ask for someone that you came with to pray. Anybody's, you know, you'll be given the opportunity later. Get it. It's good for you. Jesus ascended into heaven so the Holy Spirit could come. The helper, the comforter, the intercessor, the counsellor, the strengthener. It's to build the kingdom of God on earth, an eternal kingdom. It's for the common good. It's distributed as God sees fit. We are one body, but many parts. We need to play our part. What's God given me to do? Pursue love and spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. Prophecy is to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. Rooted and grounded in love from Ephesians. Since God is wanting to take us to a new level of fellowship, that koinonia, love the Lord your God, love others. And prophecy comes from a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit, but pursuing love. We are told to weigh prophecy in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 29. It says discern. People with prophecy don't always get it right. They might not get it, don't get it right. But feel free to say, because sometimes um, last week I gave somebody a word and they said, oh, and it was really encouraging. And they said, oh, I've been feeling just like that. And it was like, wow, that's really encouraging to me. Equally, feel free and say, well, I don't think that was for me. Okay. I, I can take that. I did it in obedience to God. So actually, that's all right, you know. I'll try it, but don't worry about it if it's not you. It is hard with people you know, because sometimes the knowledge that we have of people, it sort of gets in the way. It's like, oh. Sometimes um, I see pictures. Sometimes it's word. Sometimes I write them down. And you might be sitting here thinking, oh, my goodness. If we're about to have some prophecy, oh. 
I want it to be me. Or you might be thinking, I'm like that sometimes. Oh, I want it to be me. And then it's like, oh, maybe I don't. What's God going to say? It's exciting, really. But don't worry, because it's to strengthen, encourage, comfort, and it's from love. Prophecy will not shame. Prophecy will not condemn. Prophecy will might convict. You might think, oh, yeah, I need to work on that. Or, oh, that's really great. But it's from God. It's a gift. It's like... Here's what I think of you. Earlier on, ladies in orange, I keep my promises. I've got that in here. Just come to it. So I'm going to try and do some prophecy. I've got some that I wrote down this morning. Um, And I really don't want this to be a performance because this is not about me. This is about God and the Holy Spirit. I will probably get emotional, first of all, so I've got tissues at hand, all right, because I'm that sort of person. But I really do believe that God has got things to say to people. Now, this might need a certain amount of honesty, and it might need you to respond. And if you really don't know as well enough and you think, well, I don't want to put my hand up and say, oh, yes, that's me, don't worry about it. I just said the Holy Spirit's not here to shame, condemn or make you to feel awkward. You don't have to respond at all. But if it's what God said to you, then try and perhaps tell someone you came with, try and tell someone next to you, or have a word with us at the end, and just say, actually, that was me. Because it's to strengthen, it's to comfort, and it's in love. Okay? So... I sense that somebody was to do the legal matter and it's either because they work in the legal sector or there is a legal matter that they need to resolve and they can't see a way out of it. And God just says, don't be anxious, don't be afraid. He wants to have peace and rest. If that speaks to any of you here and you're feeling confident, you can put your hand up. Or if you don't and you just think, well, it's me, but I don't really want to sort of. Okay, thank you. So I'm just going to pray over that. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you know, you even knew before this meeting today what you wanted to say to people. So, Father, I just thank you that, Lord, you are a God of peace that you are a God who brings us through situations and that you go ahead and does our rear guard. In the name of Jesus, amen. If that's for anybody else as well, it's the same prayer. And there's a verse in Jeremiah 10, verse 5, and it's about the scarecrow in a cauliflower field. It's made of wood. It looks real, but there's nothing to it. It cannot hurt you. It cannot harm you. It can't bring fear. There's another one here, um, and this is particularly if this is your first time here at CLC, and if you don't usually go to church, because you've never found it interesting or relevant. I was like that once upon a time. Several decades ago, I could have put my hands up to that. And God just says, give him a chance. God wants to put faith into you for hope that things will be different this time. So I don't know if that speaks to anybody here. If it doesn't, that's fine. 
But equally, if it does, that's what God wants you to know. He sees your heart. He sees what you're going through. He actually wants you to know that it'll be different this time. Okay, I'm just going to ask, does anybody identify with that's what sort of God's talking to them at the moment? It's not, that's fine. Okay. So the Holy Spirit brings conviction, not condemnation. It causes us desire to change for the better. And I felt that there's somebody here today that thought they'd been cursed or felt like in the past at some point, somebody has said a curse over them or have felt like it. And I got this this morning as I was preparing and I was thinking, I've got to write this down. And it's caused depression, anxiety and fear. Does anybody identify with that? Okay, thank you, thank you. So what God says, and what we're going to do is we're going to lift that in Jesus' name. Father, we lift that fear, we lift that depression, and we lift that curse. And we just say, curse be gone in the name of Jesus. And Father, we don't just take away the curse. Father, we pour out your blessing. Father, pour out the blessing and the fullness of your Holy Spirit to replace the curse to replace the depression and the anxiety and bring joy and peace and comfort and strength and love. That Father, the curse of man is broken by the blessings of God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for being brave. Thank you. And there was one more that I got from this morning and it was footprints in the sand. There's a picture. And it's about footprints in the sand following Jesus. It's one we all know. And I just sense that there's somebody here that is really trying hard to walk in those footprints. And they're getting harder and harder. And it's like Jesus is getting further away. And it's more like they are walking through quicksand. And they're just not getting where they want to. Does anybody feel like that? Okay, thank you. So, what God wants to simply do is put you on his shoulders. He just wants to scoop you up, stick you on his shoulders, and he wants to carry you. And he wants to know you, to know him close. He wants you to know that he has you. And he wants you to see things from his perspective, not trying to go through quicksand, but on his shoulders, seeing the world as he sees it, in his comfort, in his strength, in his love. That's what God wants to do with you. Amen? Amen. And that was linked with being a bit like a swan, and this may well be for me sometimes. Really graceful on the outside, yes, hopefully. Paddling like fury underneath. Just be at peace, float. Don't worry. Don't do things in your own strength. Float, glide. Because guess what? God's given us wings. 
We don't have to paddle and float frantically to try and get to where God wants us to be. He will blow us with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes if we're too busy paddling, he can't actually blow us in the direction he wants us to go. So that was just a little one I wrote down. So that was just a sort of this morning. Just looking around. This is not the time to get afraid or worried, unless you're me. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. There's a gentleman over there in a white shirt. Not sure I know who you are. Can I ask you if you've been here before? No, okay. An interesting morning. You could well be one of those people. But I really sense that you are weighing things up. You are, you are sort of gauging things. And that there could be things in your life that you're thinking, should I do this and should I do that? This might not resound with you. You might think, doesn't know what she's talking about. Could be. Happy for that. Um, but if you want to talk about it with anybody later, that's fine. If you've ever been to church before and you've always thought, do you know what, that's, that's not me. They're not going to help. God wants to challenge that thinking. That's not me saying this. This is what I believe God would say. Um, because he loves you. He sees you. He knows you. And he wants the best for you. Amen? Sam. Cook, sorry. Sorry, my love, I feel like I need to now. Sam, I love you, and God really loves you. And you sit in there a bit like this, hunched up. I don't know, because you find that more comfortable. Or, oh, yes! Can you stand up? This, oh, what did I say? This is for love, encouragement, and strengthening. Take a big, deep breath. And breathe. Do you know what? God says... Just let it go. Whatever bags you've got on the bag or holding, like you're going on holiday and it's all in the bag, stick it down. Just pour out your blessing. Father, I just thank you that you have such a blessing for Sam of rest, of relaxation, of strength and of wisdom. And Sam, you might not think you can be very wise, but do you know what? God is giving you wisdom. And it's wisdom for your family, but it's not just your family. It's wisdom for this church. And when I said about being a body and we have many parts, you have the wisdom we need. And you might think, oh, it's just me. Take that off. That's something else God wants to deal with. You are Sam. You are Sam Cook. You are a man of God. Amen. And God is giving you wisdom for your family, wisdom for your situation, wisdom for your church and for others. And I see a bit like a tree and birds just come and nest because you're safe. And I think you've got friends who are in the world that sometimes come to you for help and you think, well, what have I got to offer? You have got so much. Okay? Father, I just thank you for Sam. I thank you that you have a real heart for his life for the destiny that you have given him. And Father, we just thank you for that. Father, we just pray that overflowing knowledge of your love and of your spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Louisa. I love you, Louisa. Louisa is one of the team at Revive. She is amazing. 
Yes, you're looking across at John, husband and wife. You are allowed to sit together at church, you know. <laughs> and you know, I think God's going to bring you closer, first of all. But equally, God wants to put that confidence and self-esteem into you. You can do it. You will do it. And sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know if I can. Because you're cautious, but you want to do things properly. You have a desire to have sort of things done properly and right, which is great. And excellence for the kingdom. But God's going to give you greater confidence in that. He's going to strengthen, encourage, to make you into that woman who's going to make a space for it. And it may well be that God's already put something on your heart that you want to do. Oh, you say, yes, is that right? Maybe. So God wants you to do something with that. Okay, I have no idea what it is. I can probably, but I, but, and this is where sometimes knowledge gets in the way, because I know you work with children. But I think God has put something in your heart that you want to do. And he says, go for it. What have we got to lose? Rooted, grounded in love. We all want to know now, but you just tell us when the time is ready. Okay? Hold it. Treasure it in your heart first. I love the way you two ladies, you, are you friends? Sisters? No, just friends. Okay. Um, God's got more for you. Did you come to church together at the same time? Yeah? Okay, so you're a bit, you know, don't look so worried. This is, this is that, that time when I said this is when, when people will say, oh, no, not me. And then it's like, well, I really hope they do. So God just, just loves you. There is a freshness. There's a life. There's a desire to know more. And he wants to know you more. And he wants you to know him more. It's not a secret. But you really get the love thing. Yeah? That's what he wants to work with. Work with the love. Um. And, and sometimes I just get, with prophecy, you're both wearing glasses. So do I. So are quite a few of you. But do you know what? God is going to use that to show you even more for a greater revelation. He's going to pinpoint bits of the, the Bible. Do you read your Bible often? I'm not going to. No, you have to answer that. Sorry, it was not to sort of. But he's going to highlight passages, bits in the Bible, and he's going to be like, wow, that was suddenly magnified. And that also links with you are going to magnify him in a greater way. So with the revelation you get, you are going to magnify God even more. Okay? Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are a God who uses our abilities. But Father, you give us even more because you encourage us. Father, I just pray for these. What's your names? Louisa and Lynn. Two L's, that's fine. I'm an L2. Welcome to the club. For Louisa and Lynn, that Father, you will bless them, that you will pour out your love and your spirit into their lives, that you will see with a, with a real sharp focus, you will get the angle just right, the revelation of your goodness, of what you have done, of our salvation. Amen. Shall I call it a day or... I've got a couple more. Rob. I love you, Rob. It's Rob Orim over there. He's, he has such a heart 
and God said he's going to enlarge it. And you might think, oh my goodness, I can't cope with that. I can't have a, <laughs> don't do that to me. And God says, you can cope. God's going to strengthen you. He's going to build strength. He has built strength into you. And you know that picture of the tree with the roots that go down? He's going to make your roots go down even deeper to get even stronger, to get the water and the nourishment of the Holy Spirit that gets into your heart and your spirit first, not to think about it, and then just make those branches grow. Father, I just thank you for Rob. I thank you for his life. I thank you that he is a man of encouragement. He is a man who is after your own heart. And Father, I just pray, Lord, you will pour out your blessings in abundance over his life, over his family, and over this church. In the name of Jesus, amen.